welcome to the TV Kids Festival. I'm Kristen Brosnowski, Executive Editor of TV Kids, and I'm speaking with Lauren Glaubach, Director and Global Head of Youth Partnerships and Programming at YouTube. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Kristen. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being part of this. YouTube has evolved quite a bit with kids and family content since its early days to where it is now. And what have been some of those key factors that have driven this evolution to make the platform as popular, successful, and safe as it is today for kids' content? Yeah, so um, first, just th thank you again for having me. Uh, it's always so nice to get to engage and speak directly to the broader kids' content community. So I uh, really appreciate being part of the conversation. And um Yes, like you mentioned, there has been a lot of progress and it's been an incredible journey um, here at YouTube related to our kids and family offering. And, um, you know, the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is the launch of the YouTube Kids app. That was in February of 2015. And uh, this is a separate experience built from the ground up with our youngest users in mind. And um and it was actually the first day that I joined the team. So um, we launched at Kids Screen of, of that year. And I knew that when we hit our one month download target in the first hour after launching that we were really meeting an audience need. Um, and then over, over time, I think, I think it's always been very clear that kids content requires a different approach different protections and just different treatment overall than any other content. And so um, over time, we, we understood that there was a demand for more protections to be brought onto YouTube main for our, for our co-viewing audience. And so in 2019, creators started designating their content as made for kids or not. And then YouTube started treating made for kids content differently on the platform. So just a couple of examples, there are no comments, no personalized ads. And I think that was a really big transition for people. But but as I think about just the the journey through it, we have come out on the other side stronger than we've ever been. Um, and now not only do we have the YouTube Kids app um, as our separate experience for kids to enjoy on their own, but we also have made for kids content on YouTube main for the co-watching family audience. Um, and then I guess the last thing I would mention is the content itself. So the magic of YouTube really is um, the thousands of creators who are making innovative and high quality and diverse content and uploading it to the platform every day. And, um, you know, at YouTube, we, we like to think about YouTube Kids as the platform where, where kids can really explore their unique interests and develop their passions. And, um, and you know, I think we're the, 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 the one platform where uh, Sesame Street's Elmo can teach kids how to brush their teeth and Mark Rober can be doing cool science experiments and Snoop Dogg can be singing about girl power. And uh, when I talk to parents and kids, they often talk about this breadth and variety of content as what really sets the, the platform apart. You mentioned breadth, you mentioned variety, and you mentioned quality. Tell me 
about that high quality content that YouTube is committed to bringing its kid audience across long form and shorts. So I, I think that the, the, the work we have done with quality content for our uh, kids and family ecosystem is one of the things I'm most proud of uh, during my time at, at YouTube. And I think it's so important to us at YouTube and so important, I know, to everyone in this virtual room and watching this right now that what young people are watching um, on, on YouTube and really anywhere is enriching and positive to their lives um, and, and really additive. So um, we at YouTube partnered with our Youth Advisory Committee, which is a team of independent experts um, from academic and uh, nonprofit and clinical backgrounds that, that really specialize in child development or digital learning, um, children's media. And we published a set of uh, principles related to quality, specific to uh, high quality kids and family content. And that was in late 2021. And we shared those principles with the uh, creative community with everyone making kids and family content. And the goal was to really make the, the guidelines very clear and to, um, to help encourage the creative community to make content that, um, that inspires kids' creativity and encourages them to um, create and make and problem solve and, and celebrates uh, diversity and inclusion. And so those are some of our high quality principles and um, the goal was first to make them broadly available to all creators to help to help guide their their own content strategies and content development. And then um, beyond that, we actually integrated those high quality principles into our product itself. So we built machine learning signals that we piped deep into our search and discovery systems. Um, so that we could actually raise high quality content within our content recommendations. And we also consider the high quality principles within our monetization policies. And so they are a part of our eligibility criteria for, for the YouTube partner program. Um, and I think what's been so great is that creators have really embraced them. So I think a, I think a really visible example um, that I love to refer to is uh, Ryan's World, uh, formerly Ryan Toys Review. And over, over the years, we've really seen them shift into um, really incorporating uh, science experiments, more educational type content into their channel. And they haven't missed a beat. Uh, later this year, they're going to be coming out with their first feature film. Um, so, so in partnership with all of our um, with all of our content creators who've really embraced this quality journey we've we've all been on over the past few years, um, viewership of content that reflects our high quality principles has increased 45% in YouTube Kids. That's some fantastic numbers. Also, online safety is paramount. So how is YouTube working with creators, parents, and child development experts to support education and product safety features? Yeah, so so we've done we've done a lot of work on this front just to make sure that our um, that our experiences for young people across the platform are age appropriate, um, that uh, the the product features um, are age appropriate, that we have perspectives on harmful content, um, 
And so, like you said, safety is paramount. And we have um, partnered with our uh, with our uh, youth advisory committee that I that I mentioned, um, who who actually helped us uh, create and publish those quality principles. But they've also helped us just in our overall product approach to our um, to our youth products and features. And uh, we've gotten feedback, which has been really great, that the way we've integrated with this group is is really unique um, among among platforms. And so um, we feel really good about about how we've truly partnered with them um, in in this development. Um, another thing that I think of um, is uh, is actually talking to and listening to families. So we have um, continuous feedback loops with uh, parents and kids and and educators, and we listen and we integrate um, that feedback into into our product. And so one example is um, is the UX design that we have. Another example. Uh, is some of our parent tools. Um, we we try to make sure that e- that parents can customize uh, the the YouTube Kids app, just as an example for for their unique family needs. And um, so one example is parent approved mode, where they can actually start with a clean slate and hand select the channels and videos that are available to their child within within YouTube Kids. Um, and then the the last thing I would say on this front is. Uh, is our creator workshops. So I'm a big believer in that um, the creators are who like really powers the the platform. And so um, we have held a series of workshops um, over the past few years where we bring child expert child development experts to speak directly to the creator community. Um, and just this past year, we've had. Uh, we we've given you know child development 101 um, with with age based uh, principles. Um, we've hosted a workshop on how to incorporate mental health and wellness themes into your content um, because we know that that's uh, so top of mind for for young people right now. Um, and then we've we've hosted uh, workshops where experts come in and talk about how to make high quality shorts for for youth audiences. So so I think giving um, all of these tools and resources and guidance to the creator community is especially powerful and helps us have greater impact at scale. YouTube is reaching more kids than ever these days. Talk to me about the platform when it comes to regions and ages that it spans, but also investing in experiences for teens. Yeah, so um, there really has been so much growth. I think about, you know, that day in 2015 when I first joined the team, and it's it's pretty amazing um, how how far we've, we've come since then. So I think, um, you know, I think about our regional footprint with YouTube Kids. So we launched in the U.S. that day, and now YouTube Kids is in over 100 markets, and it's almost everywhere that uh, that the main YouTube app is. Um, I think about uh, the the different the different options that we give to parents. So when parents uh, sign up for YouTube Kids, they can they can select from three content experiences, and those are really based on age. And then in uh, 2021. We launched uh, supervised experiences on uh, on YouTube, and those are for parents of tweens and teens who may have outgrown YouTube Kids, 
um, and are looking for an experience that more closely resembles main YouTube. Um, and you talked about just, you know, the impact across across YouTube kids and supervised experiences. There are over 100 monthly active users. Um, so, so just a ton of growth there. Um, another big uh, thing we're seeing is the rise of connected TVs. Um, so I think Nielsen just published um, that YouTube is the most watched uh, video destination on TV screens in the US, and that's more than any other streaming service. And so um, I just think that's incredible. And, and we're, we're seeing that in our audience behavior too. So within YouTube, the TV screen is, the, um, is, our, is our fastest growing surface for, for watch time. Um, so you know, YouTube really is that platform that's on every surface. Um, we have every format, uh, long form video on demand, live streaming, shorts, um, podcasts, and so, uh, so no matter what you're looking for, um, and on what surface you can, you can always find it on YouTube. Um, and so, yeah, with, with teens, a big focus of ours in 2024 is really, uh, expanding our, uh, being and safety, um, updates, uh, to ensure we're, we're meeting the needs of the, the teen audience. Um, so, so just as an example of something recent that we announced, uh, we are, We've we've introduced additional safeguards to content recommendations for teens. So um, there are certain categories of content uh, where, if you know, viewed as a single video, are innocuous, but if viewed in repetition, can be problematic, especially for a teen audience. And so you think of uh, topics of social comparison where uh, of or like physical comparison where, where certain features are idealized or videos that idealize um, certain fitness levels or, or, or body weights um, or content um, about social aggression uh, where in, in repetition um, it wouldn't, it's not good for teens. And so, so we've introduced changes that, um, that limit recommendations for, for those videos. And, uh, that's live uh, for teens in the, in the U.S. and we'll be rolling out to more countries later this this year. And then, you know, we've had features like um, take a break reminders and bedtime reminders uh, in the app since 2018, but we're revamping the features so that they're um, they're they're more clear visually. They happen more frequently, and um, and we're doing that uh, particularly for for teens where those features are on by default. What's the strategy for partnerships, both with traditional media and endemic creators? Yeah, so um, I guess the first thing I would say about this is that we are we are so committed to supporting our creator ecosystem. When I think about the power of YouTube, it's all about creators, um, traditional media, endemic creators. We are invested in your success on the platform. We want you to, to build your business on, on YouTube. Um, and so we, we are committed to being the number one platform for, for kids and family creators. Um, and so if I had to think of our partnership strategy, I would probably sum it up uh, in, in three ways. So first, if, if you're not already on YouTube, uh, come join us. 
YouTube really is the best uh, the, the best place where kids go to discover new characters, new IP. Um, it's also where they go to go deep on their favorite characters and their favorite stories. Um, so, so either way, it's a, it's, it's a great place to be, to find that audience and find that engagement. Um, number two, if you are already on YouTube, uh, lean into multi-format. So, um, across long form video on demand, shorts, live, uh, you have the ability to, to tell your story, uh, in, in the format that makes the most sense and to reach your audience no matter where, no matter what they're doing and, the, and, 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 and when, why they're looking at YouTube in that moment, they're, they're going to find your characters, find your story. Um, and it's great to be everywhere they want to be. Um, and then the, the third, the third thing I would say is, uh, experiment and have fun. So I, I think about, um, Gabby's dollhouse as a great example where universal, um, really, really explored the, the YouTube unboxing trend and uh, launched this YouTube first series that has now turned into a cross-platform franchise. Or I think about Miss Rachel, who followed her personal passion to tremendous success and now is, you know, making a real difference uh, in the lives of millions of, of kids and families. Talk to me about the YouTube Kids app. And how is this curated? What have you and the teams learned about how kids are using this? Yeah, so um, so the YouTube Kids app was was really built from the the ground up to to be a safer place for kids to explore their their interests and curiosity, and a place for parents to really customize the the experience for for their for their kids. Um, so we have a higher bar for, for videos that are in the kids app. It's a filtered version of YouTube with a much smaller set of videos and channels available in the app. And we, we, we work to identify, uh, videos that are age appropriate, um, that, uh, that reflect our quality principles and that meet the varied interests of, uh, kids around the world. Um, and, uh, and, and so we have a mix of algorithmic filters, um, human review and user input that really help us determine what videos are available in the app. Um, and then, and then beyond this, um, I, I think, you know, where we have really invested in parent controls makes the app, um, really customizable for, for each unique family. So, so, um, from, from the most conservative, a parent can actually, uh, select from, you know, curated collections and have those be the only videos that are available for their child. They can also hand select videos and channels themselves. Um, or they can start with, you know, the starting point that is YouTube kids and then choose to block videos or channels. And then we also have the ability for parents to actually include videos and channels from uh, from from their own YouTube accounts, uh, if if their their kids love a certain creator that's that's not available in in YouTube Kids that they want to make available for their child, so um, so we have all of those customized options, um, and then we have our YouTube Kids programming team, and their goal is really to 
to feature relevant, topical, diverse content within within YouTube Kids, and um, and so so we we celebrate different uh, topics and holidays that kids love throughout the year. Things like. Um, STEM or animals or Halloween, um, and uh, and so so they they can really spotlight um, different different uh, content that's really relevant to where kids are, uh, and and we can we can do that for local and seasonal moments as well. So I think about local Father's Days, or I think about the back to school season, which is at a completely different time of year for kids in Argentina versus kids in the UK. And so the goal is really to meet kids where they are um, and be be relevant to them no matter no matter where they are in the world. How are you and the teams using data and analytics to shape some of these programming and partnership decisions? Yeah, so so this is Google. Um, we love data. Um, and uh, and so so yeah, so when we think about some of um, the programming decisions and thinking about the ecosystem overall, we actually publish uh, YouTube Kids Trends reports uh, twice a year. And so we most recently have our trends report from the first half of 2023. And so we we see things that are happening across the across the platform. And um, you know, just to give a few highlights from from this past year, uh, we we see a lot of growth in um, in content that reflects kids' daily lives. So uh, videos related to morning routines grew. Um, I think it was eighty percent in in the app. Um, it was seventy percent. I just looked down at my notes. I got it. Um, and then videos uh, that are around relaxation um, have have had a lot of growth. Those grew over ninety percent. Um, and then uh, another trend that we saw this year was kids really um, loving learning videos. So so views of videos related to math grew a hundred percent. Views of uh, videos related to experiments grew eighty percent. Views of videos related to languages grew. 250%. Um, so, so we see, we see certain trends and we look at data from an overall ecosystem perspective. Um, and then from, from the partner perspective, uh, there is so much data uh, available to our partners. And I, I really think this is one of the biggest assets of, um, of the YouTube platform for, for partners. Uh, you can really obsess about all of the data that's available. So a couple of my favorites, uh, you can go into your YouTube analytics and you could look at your viewer retention curves and you can look within a video and you can see where where viewer viewers are really concentrating and maybe rewatching certain parts of your video. You can also look at that same curve and see where viewers might be less interested and where they where they fall off. You, you might find that a secondary character is really resonating with your audience, and that might lead you to create a spinoff show featuring that secondary character. Um, in YouTube Studio, we give you data about uh, view viewers of your video are also watching these videos. And so it's a great way to learn from your peers and see what else your viewers are watching. Um, another great one is all of the geography data. So you might look and see like, wow, like my videos are really doing well in Brazil. And that might lead you to prioritize Portuguese um, for, for dubbing or, um, 
or I think about, you know, viewers of Blippi who now get to learn about Brazil's culture and local traditions through uh, Blippi's newest friend, Juca. So there, there's, there is a lot to dig into um, for, for the data, from the data perspective. And I always, um, I'm always really inspired to see how our partners use it. Lauren, this has been a great discussion. I want to thank you for joining us for the TV Kids Festival. Thanks so much for having me.